This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. It's a show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. Hey, today we have the pleasure of speaking with author Lyndon Bearfield. We'll talk about her new book, The Fairy Monitor, and why this book is so near and dear to her heart. Plus, we'll talk about the latest headlines in the weekly roundup, and you can be part of the show as well. So just give me a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email us at marshall at mpbonline.org. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio, and we'll be right back after the news. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Thank you for being part of the show today. And I think we have a fantastic show ahead of us. Uh, Today, our guest is a woman who found her voice when she decided to step out on faith and write a children's book to help pay for her father's medical expenses. Linda Bearfield is here today to share her story of love with us. And we'll speak with Linda in just a minute. And but first, Michelle and I are going to bring you a little bit of weekly roundup stuff. Guys, hi, Marshall. So I, I, I'm not lisping too bad, am I? No, you sound like Elmer Foote. No, I'm just joking. No, no, no. It would sound more like <laughs> Sylvester the Cat, like suffering succotash. <laughs> Okay, I like I said, this is this is something nobody in the planet cares about except for the person who's dealing with it. Right. But I okay, I have like nearly really good teeth, strong teeth. I've lost one to a burrito, and then I lost another one to a duck hors d'oeuvre. Oh. Okay. So I mean, it's like this is ridiculous. So I'm eating a piece of duck hors d'oeuvre. Bam! There's a bone in it, so it breaks my tooth. Okay. Ugh. But I didn't know I broke my tooth. I went to the dentist. It didn't show up on the X-ray. So I go about six months, six weeks. Of you know, of like somebody hitting me in the head with a ball peen hammer, as mm. as we know that dental pain can be like. And then I go in again to get a root canal. They check it, and they're like, eh, "No, it's broken in three places." So I had it removed. I got a fake tooth in right now, and I'm lifting, and it's driving me crazy. So I just wanted to get that out there. I didn't want everybody thinking, "Is there something wrong with my radio?" And try to adjust the set on that. Um, but yeah, a lot of stuff is going on over the weekend. Uh, I guess we'll start off on a serious note. Really want to just say my heart goes out to my friends down in Brookhaven. Oh my gosh, just absolutely tragic. And they've had so many bad events like that have happened, it seems like, over the last couple of years. And um, of course, a couple of police officers were, were were killed in the line of duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Officer James White and, and Corporal Zach Moak both uh, were on a call and they right. were shot and they lost their lives and to watch. And um, it's obviously it's moved the community deeply and it's been a very tough thing. And also, too, I uh, want to pass out uh, my condolences to my friends over at the Mississippi Highway Patrol uh, for Trooper Kenneth, who Josh Smith, a lot of people know him as Josh, was killed while off duty. He was murdered, but um, mm-hmm. was shot. And so very tough weekend. And so I just wanted to pass along my heartfelt condolences. You know, and you think about it, um, the husband's or wives and family members of um, people that work in the you know police field, oh, sure. they leave every morning saying goodbye. And don't know. And you don't know. I mean, it could happen to any of us, but right. there's just, it's just higher in right. what they do. And, I mean, think about it. They put their lives on the line every day. I mean, you, you show up to a domestic violence call. Mm-hmm. You show up to a traffic stop. You never know what you're going to be facing on you that. Never and know. So, um and it's it's tough because you know you get a community like Brookhaven that that's small mm-hmm. and it's very tight knit and you know I mean it's 
a lot of times you see stuff in the news and you're never really affected by it. But, you know, when you start getting into a small Mississippi town, there's two degrees of separation. You know, if you don't know the person directly, you know somebody right. that is, that is going to be just devastated by this. And mm-hmm. so um, it has been very difficult over the weekend to watch that just to see, you know, everybody in pain like that. And you just hate it. True. You know, true, you just true. hate it. So uh, but anyway, I just wanted to pass that along too. Um on a lighter note, the fair is Almost here. You know, and and one of the things about the fair is that it's supposed to bring a change in weather. And this this week, we, we're not going to see it, but I believe next yeah. week we may have some fair-like weather. Well, I believe hoping. in the Tooth Fairy, too, which we will, ah, get, we will, tooth fairy. We will touch on that nice in a little segue. bit. Nice segue. But, you know, we're not segueing quite yet. But, yeah, no, you're right. Um, it is fair, about fair time. In fact, this week I'm going to Dallas. I'm going to go do a speech over there, and they're going to take me to the – that, the Texas State Fair, which is huge, is one of the biggest in the country. So I get to go do that. So, that, so you get to fun. see two. Are you going to the fair here? Uh, of course go? I am. I'm judging the Pretty Cow Contest. Oh, yeah. You it's do that every I year. I do that every year. It's the second. You know, it's one of those things when you're a media celebrity. <laughs> you know, do you ever get to do anything like that over I, there? I do a lot. Yeah, I <laughs> but I've never I'm, done the Pretty Cow well, Contest. Well, no, I know you do a lot because that's kind of the nature of what you do. But, I mean, do you ever do anything at the fair? Oh, no. Well, one year I did um, host uh, Just Move 2. They performed on stage. Oh, how fun was I, that? That was fun. But I, I host a lot of their events. So that was great to come there and yeah. um, get people to see how dancing and exercising goes together and a lot of people um, have lost a lot of weight with uh, the line dancing movement. Oh, did anybody so, get you on video doing this? Uh, doubt it. No, <laughs> I don't know. No, it, I'm phones, still checking YouTube. Phones and things, you know, people, I, you never know who's recording. Like this Friday, past Friday, Forest Hill, um, shouts out to Forest Hill High School, they had their homecoming and they had alumni from 95, 92, oh my God, all these years. And the alumni, they were more crunk as you say then the kids they go to the school they had so much fun so i did an old school dance contest against the new school so i had one person to represent the alumni and one girl to represent the uh, students that attend the school and you know the alumni won it was so much fun and they got that on video and they posted it on my other station but i'm like oh my god i do this stuff and i don't want people to record it and you don't cameras are oh, yeah. out and phones oh, are yeah. out but uh when i look at myself i don't like to you know see myself in action but it was fun i mean i've had a long weekend with homecoming activities i hosted the uh homecoming halftime yeah. uh show at the game so got to announce homecoming queen and king and the homecoming court and all that stuff well, so my, it was fun. my son came home for 24 hours because he had you know fraternity <laughs> stuff he had to yeah. go back because i think that was bid weekend this weekend so he had to run up back up to school but um my my middle son had homecoming dance also okay. and of course you know we had to stay up late waiting for him to get home and all that stuff <laughs> which you know i mean i get up at four so i usually fall asleep at nine you know so it's like oh, i gotta stay awake this is tough but apparently he danced the whole dance wow. and and i'm looking at my wife going amy uh, whose child is he exactly again where did because <laughs> he's a really good dancer i'm like where did this come from so if i've been searching social media mm-hmm. trying to find you know proof of, proof of dance of, of this kid so it It'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, I just hated it because, you know, my son came home and it's like it was like our family was back to normal again, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's a dynamic when you have all three of the kids there. And then one of them leaves and you're just you're back to, okay well, we're back to the normal. (laughs) I mean, and it was just so nice to have him. So and I've got like a couple trips up to his school Mm -hmm. where I'm teaching classes over the next, you know, three or four weeks. I'm going to take him out to dinner afterwards. That's nice. Yeah. He'll like that, too. He'll like that. Oh, How's yeah. your wife adjusting? Is she getting any better? I think she's, uh, honestly, I think she's still very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, she misses him. She talks to him. I mean, she probably talks to him a lot more than I do, and it's not that uh, I don't like him or anything. It's just I'm, like, usually running around with chicken and my head cut <laughs> off, but we're between that and school that I'm doing my schoolwork. Mm-hmm. But, um no, I mean, you know, he they're very tight, and, you know, I know they're firing texts and FaceTime and all that good stuff, too. So it's so different than, like, when I was in school because I would go disappear, and because long-distance phone calls were expensive, you know, I mean, it's like I can't even get that in my kid's head 
that we used to have to pay for long distance. They're like, what? <laughs> well, they don't even know what a what is a, um, well, they don't a pay a, phone. Like, well, and they wonder why. <laughs> oh, you mean I can actually call somebody on my phone? <laughs> you know, because they're so busy, you know, sending Snapchats and FaceTiming. Yeah, I like. I remember back in the day, not well, the too Jetsons. long ago, maybe what five years ago, uh-huh. maybe longer than that. People used to actually talk. My niece is like twenty three, and my daughters will be fifteen on the sixteenth, and they like to FaceTime you. I don't want you to look at me. I yeah. just want to talk to you. This is a phone, not a, I mean, I'm not into the FaceTime. I'm not either. You know, and when we were kids or when I was kids, I'm a little bit older, but I mean, the the TV show Jetsons was on <laughs> and they'd always show people talking to each other on little video mm-hmm. screens. I'm thinking that would be horrible because you'd have <laughs> to actually like, you know, do your hair yes. and all that stuff like that and look pretty. And now, man, it's like the Jetsons have come come to Isn't life. Isn't that something? It's incredible. We'll have flying cars in a minute. They have some. Well, they, they, they're not available well, they, No, there mm-hmm. are flying cars too that have wheels and generally people that shouldn't be driving that fast and they didn't fly i was driving the other day and i was coming through my little town that i live in was great and there in the ditch was a car upside down i'm like what happened how did that happen and the lady's just standing there but she was okay i'm man. like man i really wanted to see how she pulled that one off that had to be impressive i actually saw um actually last monday on the way to work saw a guy zooming past me oh, yeah. and i got scared i'm like oh my god he lost control. I watched Did this. he really? He lost control, oh. and he could have died because he yeah. was on the highway, and he could have flipped over the highway, but he went into the grass, excuse me, but it was so scary. <laughs> I was looking at him like, oh, my God, but young guys yeah. just racing and driving crazy, slow down. Yeah. You, slow down. Well, and I saw a similar type thing right near on you know, I-55. It was rush hour, and there's one guy weaving in and out. And he did it, and he had to slam on the brakes to avoid hitting somebody else. And he spun the car, and he was like in a fancy sports car. He spun it like four times. It went off the road, but it didn't go in the grass. And he ended up stopping where he was just nose going the right direction, and he just drove on. And I was just, uh, yeah, I was giving him a standing ovation while I'm driving. I'm like, I can't do that kind of stuff anymore. I'm way too old. No, I don't want to. Oh, Oh, no, as well. Well, you know what? Um... I, I think y'all are, I think everybody's going to love our guest today. Oh, yes. I mean, I've been talking to her out in the lobby. It's great. Now, she and I are kind of like the polar opposites, even though we've both <laughs> done children's book. I have three boys. She has three girls. We're like talking. We're comparing notes. What's it like to have girls? <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, my wife would be so jealous of her because she wanted a girl. And oh. She keeps blaming me. It's your fault. It is. Technically, is my fault. I did study <laughs> biology. So, yeah, it was my fault on that. So, but I, y'all are going to love her. Lyndon Barfield. Barfield, excuse me. I can't speak English today. It must be this fake tooth. That's what it is. We're going to blame it on the fake oh, tooth. Oh, I will say this. Tennessee played Georgia this weekend. Mm-hmm. I went to Tennessee. My wife went to Georgia. So, this is a big rivalry game. Usually, a stake is involved. <laughs> and, of course, Georgia beat Tennessee into the dirt. But she told me, she said, well, you are a Tennessee fan. You need to take your fake tooth out and sit there with. No- I was like, "What? What are you?" She trying went to- in on you, didn't oh, she? She did. She's rough. <laughs> somebody wants to ask her, "What's it like living with somebody who's funny all the time?" She said, "I have no idea." <laughs> she's definitely much funnier. On than that me. note, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely much funnier than me. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to welcome our guest, author Lyndon Bearfield. This is now you're talking only on MPB Think Radio. to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Oh, I 
Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. Our guest today is author Lyndon Bearfield, and she's here to tell us about her new book, Fairy Monitor, and why this book is so special. And by the way, Michelle, you're killing it on the bumper music. Little Whitney. That's, I listen to her, and I get really sad. Because, I mean, what, a, what an incredible talent. And it just, you well, kind of feel. The greatest love of all is because the greatest love of all is a daughter's love to her father. Yes. And that's why I played this for Lyndon, so she can, you know, talk about the love that she has for her father and why she wrote the book. See, that's why Michelle gets it done. She goes a lot deeper into the bumper music than I ever would in a million years. Anyway, Lyndon, thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You and I were just joking. We we're talking about the cell phone things. Uh, we actually started with VCRs and flying cars, and we've we've gone in about four different directions. You had a bag phone. I had a bag phone for my first phone. That is awesome. <laughs> it's like you were calling an airstrike every time you called somebody. And did it, just so curious, I never had a bag phone. Mine was a brick, but I started with a brick. But did they actually work pretty well? It worked pretty good. I mean, you still had to punch in numbers. You didn't come, you know, type in a name, and it plugged in your cigarette lighter. Yeah. And you had to punch in numbers? Yeah. Oh, that's old school. I know. You had to actually memorize everybody's phone number. See, that's the thing. I don't even know my own kids' cell phone either. numbers. That's sad. I can tell you my dad's business number that he sold that business 25 years ago, but I can't remember my kid's cell phone number. Oh, I'm the same way. Yeah, three kids. Congratulations. Well, girls. Thank you. you got girls. I so, got three girls. So you're living in girl land. Yes. Wow. It gets very, a lot of drama. Yeah, that's what I hear. A lot of it. See, ours is a, ours is just violence. Y'all just wrestle and yeah. Well, we we do some drama too, but just usually in violence thrown in there as well. But how old are your kids? You got three girls. I got a twelve year old, a ten year old, and a seven year old. So they have got to be loving the new book. Oh, they love it. They yeah. love all the fairies. They love telling everybody. They they share the story for me and spread the word. They talk to their friends about it. Really? What was the reaction when you first cracked the first box and they saw the book? I think it was a big party. They went running around the house. They're like, we've got our fairy. And because, you know, they send you one at first. And then, yeah. then when the box came with 500, they just went running all over the house. Did they really? Yes. That's so funny. Mine, mine they, they looked at the book. My oldest like was going, oh, this is really nice color. It was done really well. My second son was, oh, I really like the drawings. There's all that. And my youngest one was like, Banjo. Yep. He was just glad to see his dog again. Oh, isn't that funny though? But how, that, just the kid's reaction. But I'm, I know. Did they help you any on on the concept of the book? Because it's kind of have nice having your own little little group of, um, I guess, field testers. Well, they didn't help with the well, writing I'm, of the story or right. anything. But, I'm but just the, saying, you're the showing... idea, yeah. Before I, the way I came up with the idea was because we enjoy that little elf at Christmas time, yeah. and because of. The magic that he brings to the household and the happiness, I wanted to just find a way to give a little magic all year long. And because of my kids' eyes and the twinkle in their eyes because of the elf, I wanted the fairy to continue that all year long. That is so cool. And, of course, your dad played a big part of this, too. Yes. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about him because he's a pretty pretty special guy. Okay. Well, I've always been daddy's little girl, but my dad has well, had— Well, yeah, you had older brothers. You had, you yeah, had, had two brothers. Some... I'm the only girl, so I'm— You're I pretty guess... tough. Oh, yes. I have yeah. to be tough to survive in my family. But they're better now that we're older. But um, my dad has Parkinson's, and he's mm-hmm. had it for 15 years. And at first, it was fine. It wasn't expensive or anything. But as time goes on and the disease gets worse, right. um. The expenses get higher, and insurance doesn't pay for everything. So, But he never gives up, and he talks to doctors about new medicines, and he's gone to Houston, Texas, and gotten the the deep brain stimulator surgery, and he keeps going, find the next step, because he doesn't want to give up. And right. his dream is to live, and so he still plays golf. He still mows grass. He's not going to give up on that dream. And my dream was always to write a book, but I didn't think I could do it. But watching my dad not give up on his dream of living – I made me decide I need to go that step and not give up on my dream on writing a children's book. Okay, you're a math major. Yes. You're a math major, which, number one, I, I am impressed because I couldn't do it. But at some point along the way, somebody kind of made you feel like you couldn't do this. I mean, and you kind of probably made yourself feel like you couldn't do I this. I did. Well, yeah. start, I think the first time I failed something was in third grade, which was spelling, and I had to take summer course to... They made you do summer school because you... Put, it was just not like tests and stuff, but I had to... Chew review and go i had a tutor they made me sign up for oh, a really? tutor and turn okay. in and that tutor had to turn in paper that i reviewed spelling with her and we talked about things and i mean i struggled with spelling and then later on it came i had our english any kind of writing i yeah. had i took summer courses i had lots of summers and 
Uh, later on, I did get diagnosed with learning problems, but all these issues made me think I can't write. I can't spell. There's no way I could ever write a book. I mean, I felt like that. Those teachers made me feel like that because I had to keep taking summer courses, but don't ever give on your dream. There's always, those tutors did help me overcome those things in school. Later on, dad made me realize there's other people out there that can right. help you write and spell. And that's what editors are for. They're fantastic. Aren't they? Yes. Yeah. And, but it took me to 40 years old to figure that out. <laughs> but I mean, isn't it, isn't it amazing? And that, you know, some people they always ask me, like, well, I'd like to write a, a children's book. What do I need to do? Write a write children's it. book. Just write it. Yeah. What I mean, okay, so you at this point, you saw your dad, you saw him overcoming just absolutely. By the way, your dad sounds really cool. Oh, he's yeah, probably one of the probably the coolest guy I've ever right. Yeah, does he you now you're, you're from Meridian, you live in Meridian now. I grew up in Jackson, you grew up in Jackson, yeah, okay. So is so he's here. Well, he lives in Hermanville, Mississippi, which okay. is like go to Crystal Springs, Hazelhurst, and you take the Hazelhurst exit and yeah. then you go 20 miles into the woods, okay. So, middle of nowhere. So he's out in the burbs. Yep. He's out in the burbs. But so he's probably listening right now. I hope so. Okay. So we'll we'll be kind to him. Okay. We'll be good. Um but seriously, uh I mean, looking at a blank piece of paper is pretty scary. How how did you just get the courage and say, "Okay, I've got the did I mean, okay, did you have an outline of what you were going to write? Did you have an idea or did you just sit down and it flowed?" It, I sat down actually, it just flowed. I actually had the story my idea in my head and it was uh Easter break. Yeah. And my, we were playing outside and the girls were riding bikes, playing basketball. And I literally sat on my driveway with a pen and paper and I just wrote. I mean, it was scribbly because I kept changing sentences yeah. and stuff. But I just sat there. I think I sat there for many hours while they played and I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. Well, tell us a little quick about the book. Okay. Well, the book the story. is about tooth fairy. Help. It's a little fairies that helps the tooth fairy. So. If your tooth is wiggly, this little fairy will show up. Mm -hmm. and she'll every night she'll fly back to the to fairyland and talk to the tooth fairy. If you're brushing your teeth, if you're doing things right, and then every day she'll come back and she'll be in a different spot. But if you're, she might be there for one night, might be there for a week, depending on you know every, every tooth is different. If, right. If it's wiggly for one day, it might be wiggly for a week. Um, or if you eat a piece of duck or d'oeuvres, it'll just yeah. take it out all at once. Well, now my oldest, she did have to get a tooth pulled. And so there was no wiggly time there. Oh, yeah. So, but our fairy is Pixie. Mm -hmm. She did show up for two days, even though her tooth just got pulled. So she did make a special visit. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. Of her. So um, that's really a cool story. And at the back, it, now the back of the book tells you how to get her magic, and you yeah. have to name her. And the book set does come with fairy dust, and you have to sprinkle that on her for her to get her magic. Fairy dust. Where do you, um, where do you pick up fairy dust from? Well, I had to... Right back and forth to the tooth fairy. Yeah. And using my pillow, you know, write a note, put it under the pillow. And she, I bought the bottles, but she put the, the fairy dust in for me. Now, I mean, the tooth fairy, tooth fairy um, is pretty cool, I admit. You know, I'm a little disappointed because I was kind of hoping the tooth fairy would leave me about three grand underneath my pillow so I could get all this stuff taken care <laughs> of. Didn't happen. But, um, you were telling me some, some of the totals that tooth fairies drop off at some of the kids' houses. And I was like shocked. I've heard sometimes they get twenty dollars, sometimes they get ten dollars. Mine don't mine No, mine are like two bucks. Mine's two yeah. bucks too. Yeah, you know, I think we got she left five dollars the first time and then after that it was two dollars every tooth. And but, sometimes you could tell the tooth fairy came unprepared and had to raid the change jar. Yes. Yeah. I've seen that too. That happens too <laughs> as well. Um you know, when you're sitting there saying, Okay, I'm gonna write a book and I think a lot of people are like, Okay, how do I go from I'm writing on a notepad to getting a box full of published books. So you had to do a lot of homework, didn't you? I did. And I got turned down by lots of, because I want, I tried to get someone to publish it for me. And I did yeah. get turned down a lot. So I went the self-publishing route. Right. And I'm, I have to admit, I'm not looking at the book right now, which I hate. Um, but it's illustrated, correct? Mm -hmm. Who illustrated it? You've got it. I got one right there. You got it over there and you didn't tell me. Okay. Okay, I've been surprised on the air. Oh, cool. Wow. So, the illustrations. Yes. So, so Toby um, Mickle, mm -hmm. tell me about Toby. I just found him on the internet because if you, I'm not a drawer and I don't know how to do any of that. Uh huh. So, I mean, I got 
So you go on the internet and I Google people and there's some people that want lots of money for pictures, but I don't have a lot of money. So, <laughs> well, he so I had to find someone that was in my budget and yeah. I found him. I looked at his portfolio and we emailed back and forth and he gave me samples and he was, he worked very well. It's he, a beautiful from, book. Thank you. Yeah. He's from where? Canada. Really? Yes. Wow. Do they have the Tooth Fairy, does Tooth Fairy visit Canada? He, she does. Okay. Just checking. Well, I mean, you know. I have to a little bit out of this. Um, so you, this is your first book. You've been out. You, you self-published it. Yes. I mean, how do you go about that? I mean, do you, do you find a, a, do you just did you do it like through Amazon or something like that, or did you say, oh, there's a printer. Here's my book. Pretty much a printer. Yeah. And to print the book, and then I found someone to make the doll. And oh, that's cool. So I mean, it was many steps. Yeah, no kidding. And you, so you designed the doll based on what uh, the character in the book. It's the character the doll is based off of. Okay, I'm just like, and of course you got to get the ISBN. There's a lot of yes. really, yeah. And then you got to talk to Amazon and yes. all these good things on that. Now, how many did you, did you publish in your first round? Just 500. Just 500. And the next round will be a thousand. And that's cool. Yes, that's cool. And if you've been busy going all around and yes, I go to festivals almost every weekend. At least yeah. three weekends out of the month, I go to a little festival in each little town. And I've started reading at schools. I've mm-hmm. read to a couple, and I hope I got several lined up in the future and I hope I get more. That is very cool on that. You're um, talk a little bit about on the writing part because you, you said that um, you had not thought you could write. You thought you passed on spelling. Was there a point like in college or something like that when you started writing on, you yeah, know, okay, I can do this. No, or was, I, I, re- it, I really it, did it not. It wasn't until this book. It's to this book is when I realized I could do it. Wow. I really struggled through school. I guess that's why I went with the math major because math is easy to me. It's just one puzzle and you put it together to me. And English, was, I mean, I really had to have tutors all through college to write help, write papers and yeah. all that. And I really didn't think I could do it and until now. And it's awesome. You know, and that's the cool thing about it is you've got three girls right now that are watching you do this. And they're going to probably think, well, I can do anything I want to do because I've seen mom do it. And that's what I want them to think. Because if you have a dream, even though you have a, a bump in the road that you think you don't stop there, there's someone that can help you get over that bump to accomplish a dream. Right. And I want not just my kids. I want everybody to know that. And I think that's a huge thing because I think a lot of people see walls and they think they're there to keep them out. Yes. They're just to see how bad they want it. And if you want it bad enough, you can knock that wall well, down. Well, obviously, because I'm sitting there holding your book right now. That's really cool. And you got the doll over there, too. I got the doll, a little bottle of magic. And you got the bottle of, oh, yeah, there it is. So how does that that work? You just Well, the doll will be in a bag, and you take her out, and you put her on a shelf, Mm -hmm. and then you give her a name. Like, we named ours Pixie. Your name's Pixie. And then you take the little bottle of magic, and you sprinkle the magic on her, and then you can't touch her anymore. So it all comes all together Uh, with with the book. Yes. Excellent. We're going to take a quick break, and, of course, you're listening to... Linda Bearfield, the book is Fairy Monitor. It's a fantastic book. Um, and I just like the dream behind it, too. It's a, just a great story. If you'd like to speak with our guest today, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. Don't, don't go far. You're, you're listening to Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. To fairy, take me home. Hello, baby, I'm your baby, too. My friends and I will join you in your early youth. And in a few years, I'm going to get loose and pop right out of your mouth. Then the tooth fairy, who some can see, tooth fairy will rescue me. Tooth fairy, who's so well known, tooth fairy, take me home. MPBonline.org is the destination for everything Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Catch up on past shows from Think Radio, check out MPB TV or Music Radio, and become a sustaining member all from one place. Get connected now at MPBonline.org. Your days are busy. Work, school, errands, kids. It never stops. And the news never stops either. You can keep up between Morning Edition and All Things Considered with Here and Now. Hi, it's Robin Young. And Jeremy Hobson. Here and Now brings you breaking news, developing stories, the latest in the arts and innovation. Asking tough questions, unpacking complex issues. From across the country and around the world. Join us. Today at noon on MBB Think Radio. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. 
All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Our guest in the studio today is Lyndon Bearfield. The book is Fairy Monitor. Pretty cool book, to be honest with you. Children's book, but it's got an amazing story behind it as well. And, Lyndon, I hope you're enjoying it so far. Um, you're doing great. Thank you. Hey, you're, you're killing it. Um, I love the story, the fairy monitor. And like you said, you want to keep the magic going year-round because they, your, your kids love Elf on the Shelf. Oh, they do. They do. And who doesn't love Elf? No, well, some people don't, but I do. I mean, we, we, he was a big part of our, our house uh, to say as well. But you wanted to, of course, you were saying you wanted to keep it year-round, considering I went to the store last weekend in September, and they had Christmas stuff out yet. Oh, yeah. It's- That's got to stop. I mean, you got Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas all right now. I mean, Halloween gets pushed to like Fourth of July. Yes. I mean, Thanksgiving's just the one that gets lost. He's like the middle. He's like that last child. We were talking about what it's like being a third kid. You know, there's no pictures in the house. No. Nothing, nothing as well on that. Um, you're pretty busy uh, to say the least, because you were just saying, oh yeah, we do gymnastics. You know, all the way in Starkville, and I mean, you're on the road a lot. How did yes. you get time to sit down and say, okay, I'm going to do a book? I mean, how long did the process take? The writing part, the writing, the story didn't take, well, really didn't take that long. It's the editing that took me time. Because at first I went to an English teacher, then I went to another English teacher, yeah. and then I went to, I got an English major, right, check it, and then I hired two people. Like, I went through many. Wow. And that took, that was the part that took the longest. And then yeah. the illustrating part took long. And you just want to, and there's part of you that thinks, I just want to get it done. But I did. That, I was I was ready to get done. I was ready to get busy. Like. I was supposed to have this done last Thanksgiving. Yeah. But we had lots of bumps in the road. But I wasn't gonna give up. When when did it when did it come out officially? I got my books like the first of June. Oh wow. Yeah. So I mean I was getting I went through I got very discouraged several times. Yeah. But um I wasn't gonna quit. Because you sell sixty to eighty percent of your books pretty much from October till December. Yes. So you so you're thinking, well the good news is you've got them. I got them now. You got and, them now. And this adventure has started, and I'm loving it. Yeah. And, yes, everything's busy. I got three kids. We travel, but I'm not working this year. I used, yeah. to, I used to work um, this first year. I'm not working. So, so. You work, what was your job? I was a pre-K assistant. Really? Yes. So, okay. So, this is like you're living the dream. You're I, mean, I love the kids. kids. I love yeah. things that involve kids, anything. So, But I'm still I'm going to schools and reading, so I'm still with kids. I still sub, too. So, yeah. I can't. Stop being around little What's ones. the react? What are the kids' reactions when you read the story? Isn't that fun to watch? They them? love it. Yeah. And I mean, when I go read it, I wear a tutu, I wear wings, I have a bow in my hair. Okay. Um, we're gonna have to get a picture of that and post that with with the with the online so, version of the I mean, show. I, I love it, and they love when I, they walk in, they see me, and they all get big smiles. Yeah. And, Michelle's got a question for you too. Hey, Lyndon, let me ask you a question. How was your father? How did your father react? Uh, to the news when you tell him about the book uh, first and the reason why you wrote the book. He loved it. He's very proud of me. And he, his smile is so big when he looks at my book. Like he, he's proud of me not giving up because he knows I struggled at the school Mm -hmm. and he's proud that I'm doing it for him. And he hugs me all the time. And that's yeah. wonderful. And your daughters, you did, ex- of course, explain to them why you wrote the book as well. And uh, they love the book. But do they know why the significance and importance of the book? They do. And oh, they tell their wonderful. friends to please support their grandfather. They talk to their friends about it. And the friends want a fairy. And then they always say, well, it's for my grandfather. You know, he has Parkinson's. And they know that. And they share that, too. They share my story for me. How has the response been from the, your communities, your book fairs and things like that? It's been wonderful. It's amazing how many people have stepped up. Even some that have big kids, they aren't losing tooth anymore. They just want to be behind me, and they buy a set. And it, I'm so happy to have my community behind me. That is great. That is wonderful. Yeah, that first book signing, I bet that was a lot of fun, getting to see everybody come in. And, yes. and, and was your dad there? No, but no. my dad has... He went to I went to the Shelby County Fair. He yeah. did come out there for a couple hours. He cannot sit still for long. Yeah, I mean Parkinson's it just doesn't work. He right. has to move and he gets the hibby jibbies. But he did come out to that one for a little while and he sat and I don't think he quit smiling the whole time. I bet. But these festivals I go to, mm-hmm. so all these other people with Parkinson's come and share my story. Yeah, and I get tips to share with him. Because, oh, that's cool. So I'm not just yeah. getting this book out there. Right. I'm learning other. Like, I've learned you need a box, you can paint, and 
I'm sharing that with my dad. I'm sharing that with other people that walk up to my booth too. And it's, it's a big adventure. So for this, me. because you had the courage to sit there and say, okay, I'm going to come up with a book. It's opened up so many other blessings. Right. That is, that is an incredible story. Um, you said it took a while on the, on the art. How well, I long? kept changing pictures. Okay. He would draw and I, would, I don't like that part. And so you have to, when you email them back, yeah. you know, it takes them a few days to fix what you want changed. Right. And so that took several times. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, if you've got a question for Lyndon or like to be part of the show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can share your dream with us also because uh, we'd love to hear I'd it. I'd love to hear it. love to hear it, too. Or if you know what, you've got any ideas or tips about Parkinson's, too, we'd love to hear that. I, I tell you, um, that's great that your dad's, you know, that he knows and he's happy and excited about it. You said you're writing another book, too, right now. I've written it. I haven't started the editing part. I just got it typed out. Typed out? Yeah. Um, a little preview? It's about a mouse. Mm-hmm. And he monitors. He, you don't ever see a mouse. It's going, but you it comes with flags. With flags? hmm Okay. If I'm not so, I'm going to tell you. Oh. <laughs> she just wants to get back on the show. That's what it is. So, um, But, yeah, you, of course, you got to get this one sold. you got to mm-hmm. get this. Isn't that a little bit intimidating when those boxes show up? You're like, uh-oh. Well, at first, you, you get nervous, like, what am I going to do with all this? Where yeah. am I? And you do wonder if you're going to be able to sell them. Like, that was a scare of mine. Yeah. But. It's not been a problem, no. has it? No. It's been wonderful. That is great. So, um, trying to see here a little bit. You talk about raising the money for the for the medical expenses and everything. And and that, I mean, what a great. So, you you know, you got the, the printing costs and then so forth and on that. So, you're, it's really been able to help, hasn't it? Yes. Um, I mean, of course, I got to keep a little to for the printing part and stuff, but dad yeah. goes to Houston every three or four months. Right. And you got to pay not just the medical expenses, the gas, the hotel, and all that. Yeah. So, and it's it has helped. Isn't it amazing, though, how far they've come with the treatment? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It just, it's, they can't, they don't have to stop living anymore because mm-hmm. of all this stuff that they can get done. They can keep doing the things they love. Like he plays golf, he still mows, and he's at it for 15 years. I mean, he can't write anymore, but yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. Well, how's your mom doing? Because that's tough too. She's being got a, a lot on her plate. Yeah, being a caregiver is it's, it's pretty exhausting. It is. I mean, she has to make because they got to take medicine a thousand times a day. It seems yeah. like, and so she has to make sure he takes it. and He takes the right ones, and he takes it at the right time, and make sure he's okay. And he has a dog, so we have to make sure the dog's always okay. Yeah, that's a big worry. It seems like, and so she has to take care of them all day long does she ever get a chance to take a break and rest up a little bit or is it just she no. sounds like a pretty incredibly strong person she's a very strong person but she never takes time for herself and she does need to do that but she loves dad so much that she doesn't want to leave his side so oh that's awesome and like I said you got two older brothers too I are, do. are they, they, now they, they are, live by dad I'm about to say are they here in, in in mississippi so yeah say mom dad and two brothers they all live right there together I'm the one that's way away. Yeah, you, I'm sad about it a lot, but it's, yeah. I go visit. Well, you're obviously, you know, you you traveled Mississippi pretty reg- regularly, so I'm sure you get I that. think I know every road in Mississippi. Isn't it amazing when you do a book tour? It's almost like you're a politician. You end up knowing every road yes. and every back way. We were coming back. I think we were coming back from, um, oh, we are coming back from Tupelo, and uh, we were running late. My son was on a bus, and we were trying to catch him. So and so we ended up, my, we took the shortcut. My wife's like, how did you know that? I said, honey, I've sold three books in Mississippi over the last few years. <laughs> like, I know how to, I'm better than a GPS at this point. So we'll talk about some of the places that you've been. You said in the Shoba County Fair. Talk about some of the other places where you're doing book signings. You've um, been, you've, you've I've been it. like to Ocean Springs. I've yeah. been to uh, Meridian. I've been in Alabama. I've been to Russellville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. I've been down there. What was that town? Some blueberry festival down South Alabama, but I'm going to be. I mean, Laurel this weekend. I'm going to be at the Canton Flea Market. Yeah. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah. So did you just get a booth. Yeah, I got a that? booth. Oh, that'd be fantastic. And because uh, you know you do stuff like that, or you do mistletoe, or you do these giant, you can end up selling enough to pay for your printing cost. Yes. So that's what's always really a lot of fun. But yeah, I think you've you've touched on. I would just say just being able to read in front of those kids. That's the fun part. It really is. I mean, I really like reading in front of them. And those the kids will sit there and they'll make up 
stories too. Oh, they tell me they're two stories. They tell me about how, if they have a wiggly tooth. They they tell me all the stories. What are some of the best stories that you've heard? I've heard how they pull their tooth out. I've heard with the bow and arrow. I've heard. Okay, back up. Bow and arrow. They <laughs> yeah, tie. That's the, my favorite one. They literally tie the string to their tooth and do a bow and they yes. shoot it. Yes. And then they had to go search for the tooth because it went flying and that took them a while to find it. Wow. I've heard like tying it to a car before or something like that. Oh, I haven't that. heard that one. Yeah. They're, like car? their dad would drive off with the tooth attached to the thing. I'm thinking that could like potentially pull the kid down. Yeah. <laughs> that would be bad. I was like, what dad would do that? But bow and arrow, that's awesome. What are some other ways? The door? I've heard, I've heard the, the door. door yeah. And I've heard, uh, I think it was slamming a book, bite at apple. Yeah. Um, I think when someone said they, I remember hearing swallow they t- their tooth. They were eating dinner. Ooh. And they asked if the tooth fairy, I said, did the tooth fairy still come? And they said, yes. So I yeah. was like, I'm no, glad. No need for proof of tooth. No. So they still got their money. Um, I've heard, I've heard how many tooth they've lost. Some people say I've lost eight. I've lost two, you know. Yeah. But. Oh, it's like, I was telling you a little bit about my, my sixth grader. He like didn't lose any teeth for a long time. And then all of a sudden he started losing them all at once. And I'm like, dude, the tooth fairy's going to take it alone. <laughs> We can't do we can't do it this way. But it's like he's down to like two teeth. I'm like, ah, that's terrible. I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to continue. Tell them a little bit. Like I said, if you'd like to give us a call, we'd love to hear from you. It's 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING. We're talking with Linda Bearfield. The book is Fairy Monitor. Really a cool book. It's really a lot of fun. And um, I have to get me a copy. This, this is great. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. smart decisions every day make a good decision for your company today and reach mpb listeners through mpb program underwriting for more information go to mpbonline.org underwriting running a business requires smart decisions every day make a good decision for your company today and reach mpb listeners through mpb program underwriting for more information go to mpbonline.org underwriting MPB would like to thank Daniel, Coker, Horton, and Bell and the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance for underwriting MPB programs. Your company can be an underwriter, too. Find out more. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Your host, Marshall Ramsey. We have children's book author Lyndon Bearfield in. She, her new book is Fairy Monitor. And uh, Lyndon, 
Thank you for being on today. And Thank number you one, your story is great. And I mean, I know a lot of people that have said, oh, I want to write a book or I, you know, and they never get around to it. But you had that incentive. You had your dad, you just help, but you had that example. And I just think that's awesome. That, Thank you. That did that. I tell you what, um, I'm going to hand you your book. And I'd like you to read like three or four pages. I don't want you giving away the whole thing, but I want people to get a taste. of. And, I, of course, without the pictures, it does, you know, just imagine a really cute fairy. So. Okay. Hi, my name is Pixie. I am a fairy. I am one of the fairies that lives with the Tooth Fairy. I have a lot of fun with all my fairy friends and my family. We play games, eat, fly, and work together. We are one big happy family. All the fairies have a special job. Some are teachers, artists, chefs, cleaners, flying instructors, and more. I have one of the most important jobs as a fairy. I am a fairy monitor. All fairy monitors have a family that we get to watch over during a special time. My family has one boy and one girl, Sam and Sally. When either of them gets a wiggly tooth, I know it's time to make a special visit to their house. While I am there, I get to watch over Sam and Sally. I make sure they're brushing their teeth and doing things just right. I might, I may be there for a week or just a day. I am there until the tooth falls out. I just love my time with them. When night falls, I fly back to the tooth, to tooth fairy and give her a report. Then I return to my family's house before they wake up in the morning. When I get there, I love to find a new place to hide and watch them look for me. Sometimes I'm on a shelf, the kitchen counter, a picture frame, or in the bathroom. I always come up with a new place. I enjoy watching them look for me. However, there is one main rule. No one can touch me. If someone touches me, I will lose my magic. I will not be able to fly or do my job. My magic is in my wings, which are very fragile. Just remember, if you ever see a fairy, do not touch. The more the tooth wiggles, the more I will talk to the tooth fairy. This is how I know my visit is coming to an end. Finally, the wiggly tooth falls out. I'll let the tooth fairy know the tooth has fallen out and she'll come that night. The tooth is placed under your pillow before you go to sleep. And I'll hang around until the Tooth Fairy arrives. The Tooth Fairy comes and she gets the tooth. She'll put the money in the place of the tooth, then we'll fly away together back to Fairyland. I always enjoy my time with my family, and I know there'll be another wiggly tooth, and I'll be back. See, I've always kind of wondered, how did the Tooth Fairy know? And now that question has been answered. Yeah. So, all these little fairy helpers tell her. <laughs> all the fairy helpers, exactly. So there's like thousands of fairy helpers yes. everywhere. There that, is. That's very cool. And, of course, Pixie is yours. Yeah, we named ours Pixie, and I've heard Daisy, and I've heard Sunshine. I think I heard someone say, what was that name that was funny? Like Bullet or something? I don't know. Bullet? Yeah. I was like, where'd that name come from? But if this your family fairy, if that's what you want. I think I named mine Gingivitis. There you go. I think that'd be a very good name. So. Or maybe or, or plaque. Plaque would be good. Yeah, ginger. Yeah, she said that's a great ginger for I like sure. Ginger. I, I like that. Ginger. Ginger Vitus. That could be her last name, Vitus. So I'm low. But I tell you what, you're 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 out, you're selling, you're gonna be at the Canton Flea Market. You mentioned that. Or were some other ways that people can find you and find the book? I do have a website, yeah. uh fairymonitor.com. You can order one off there. You can order on uh, I got one on Facebook. Um, I'll be in Laurel this weekend. I'll be in Canton. I'll be uh, Peter Anderson in Ocean Springs. Uh-huh. Let's see where else. Uh, Highland, uh, Christmas at Highlands in Meridian. That's all October. That's all in October. Yeah. So then, then you're going to get really ramped up for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> so basically, you're going to have to buy a new car. <laughs> Probably. All the miles <laughs> on my car. I need a new car now. So. Yeah. But, um, and I like, I'm, going, I'm going to some schools. Yeah. And I send order forms home with the kids when I read the school. I usually read for free if it's not too far. Right. And I send order forms home, and then I will deliver the books to the school. Oh, yeah. I'll do that, too. So if you're if you're interested in me reading to your class, I would love to come. That'd be great. And how can they get in touch with you through the Facebook page? Yeah, or? message me on Facebook or my um, website. 
on that as well. Like I said, um, this was born out of the love of your dad, which I think is just an incredible story uh, as well. And, of course, it, between that and the fact that your kids get to see their mom do be a rock star, dressed in fairy wings, by the way, you did show me the picture. <laughs> That's pretty I love awesome. rock and fairy wings. So You're at rock and fairy wings. Okay. So, so, you know, really, I did that before the book. The book was just an excuse for me to do that's that. That's right. So what you're saying? Yes. So, okay. Had to come up with some reason. So well, that's great. Um, of course, the book is Fairy Monitor, and, and Pixie is actually in the studio with us. And I, I, I almost touched her. Oh, don't do that. That would have been bad. Yeah. Don't touch her. You might, she might lose her magic. She might lose her magic as well on that. And it's, um, I'm trying to think. Did, do you think she might come to my house with my tooth being out? She might. Well, you got to get your own fairy for your, and she probably come That's visit. true. I'm going to have to, yes. she might come Because when visit. my daughter got her tooth pulled, she Pixie came for two days. She did? Mm-hmm. That was very nice of Pixie to do that. Oh, my kids loved it. Oh, really? Yes. They oh, were that's... worried that she wasn't coming, and when they woke up and they saw her, they were happy. That's cool. That is so cool. Um, yeah, Michelle, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think maybe the tooth fairy will come for me? Yeah, she's nodding. So I've been <laughs> I've been very good as well. And of course, I want to say just all the best to your dad too. Well, thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. Because um, you know, it sounds like his attitude is something I think we all need to kind of. He's positive about it. And he's no. not going to give up. And he no. keeps going. That's, that's kind of the way my dad was. My dad ended up getting Alzheimer's, but he was at seventy eight years old and he water skied. That's awesome. He's like, you know what? He said. I'm going down. I'm going down. He's going to go down fighting. Exactly. And that was the way he was. And even toward the end, he never lost his sense of humor. That's good. So that tends to help. Linda, thank you for coming thank in today. Thank you for Gosh, me. and thanks for taking the trip and time and coming over and seeing Appreciate us. Appreciate it. All right. Well, another show is in the books. Michelle, thank you so much for doing a great job producing the show and the amazing bumper music as well. I want to thank our guest, author, Lyndon Bearfield. The book is Fairy Monitor for sharing her story with us today. And if you missed any of today's program or want to hear past episodes, log on to our website at mpbonline.org. Now you're talking is production of MPB Think Radio. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy and join us next week for more Now You're Talking only on MPB Think Radio. If I could get another Another walk, another dance with him. I'd play a song that would never, ever end. How I'd love, love, love to dance with my father again. When I and my mother would disagree To get my way I would run from her to him He'd make me laugh just to comfort me Yeah, yeah Then 